This is Health Matters with Robin Louise, sponsored by Michigan Primary Care Partners on WBRN. Health Matters is a paid program which does not reflect the opinions of the management of WBRN and the Big Rapids Radio Network. And now, here's Robin Louise. Well, thank you very much, and welcome back to uh, another Health Matters. Uh, we are Robin Louise, and it's uh, good to be with you on this weekend. You know, we're talking about health, obviously, mm-hmm. and things that go on with health. And one of the things that people are doing these days, especially with all of the phones and computers and things like that, it makes it a lot easier to find out uh, what you're, you know, to try and find your symptoms, you know, and put them online and thing like. Almost too easy to do that because people are diagnosing themselves when sometimes they shouldn't be. Right. And that's what I mean. They they can get wrong diagnoses on there too. And you know what? Even the other day, if you look on some insurance companies, they give you uh, insurance will give you numbers to call where you can actually talk to a doctor. Yeah. Now that's a little bit different than going on and Googling something and trying to do it yourself. Saying, well, I have this symptom, so I must have this. Right. Exactly. Because there's a billion other pl- things that it could mm-hmm. be and you never know and uh, and you're always going to go for the worst thing anyway. Well, sure. And a lot of people do that. How many? The percentage is almost 50% of the people that go online to try to Google their symptoms instead of doing what they should do, right. <laughs> which is go to your physician. Remember they used to have the big books, the medical books and stuff, and you would look up there and you would look up medical terms and see you know, what you had. That was old-timey that was, Google MD. That was old school. <laughs> and then you could Google things. and then, But now with this doctor deal that a lot of insurance companies have where you have 24-7 uh, access to a doctor, then you can go online and if you need to show a picture of, you know, a uh, a lump or something like that that you have or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it happens to be, you can talk to a doctor and actually get real advice. Yeah, or physically go to your physician, Michigan Primary Care Partners, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's obviously the best thing, but a lot of times people just want to find out before, you know, they don't want to run to the doctor right. for every little thing right. if something starts happening or, you know, you just, you, you, you never know. Until you go to the doctor. And speaking of that, we're going to go to the doctor here. We have Dr. Singh, who's going to join us now and talk a little bit about fibromyalgia. I can't say that word. <laughs> but he can. So we're going to leave it up to Dr. Singh. I had a very, very interesting patient. Uh, we call her Mrs. Z. So we're going to start calling Mrs. Z. Uh, our interesting scenario, like people call Jane Doe, we are going to call Mrs. Z. Okay. And um, so, you know, this um, in lady in her 50s came to me, uh, and she was wheelchair dependent. And she came on a wheelchair, and she was on five medications. She was on, uh, you know, narcos and all the narcotics known to the mankind. And, uh, you know, so when I examined her, you know, I just, you know, took her hand in my hand and asked her, do you really want to walk? And she started crying. 
I said, why are you crying? And she said, you know what? I have not been able to walk and I'm in 50s. I want to go and do fun and do some stuff. And on examining her, you know, I found that she has uh, fibromyalgia. And then I sent her to a massage therapist, you know, and that's my first line go, uh, go to therapy because I really don't want to push the pills. So after six months, and she was doing a massage, and what exactly happened was that she came. So she, I was seeing her every month. And I was uh, decreasing her medications out uh, one by one. And when I was kind of uh, weaning off from her, uh, you know, dependent medications, addiction medications, and slowly and steadily, her husband said, you know, she's not looking like a zombie, you know. Mm-hmm. She she is more uh, with it. You know, she gets up. She And though she was wheelchair dependent still on the, in the first month, after six months decreasing her medications, one medication at one time, what we found was that she... Um, and massage therapy every uh, 14 days, she came to me, you know, on her foot. She came walking. Wow, that's great. That, that, that was, you know, that was a dream come true that, you know, what, you know, as a physician, this is the best thing you can get, you yeah. know, you know, so, and tons of blessings which come with that. How, how long had it been since she walked? Uh, you know, it's a kind of a, one and a half year old case. You know, I don't really remember the exact mm-hmm. time duration, but she has been on wheelchair dependent quite a while. And wow. and uh, you know, but again, this has been a really and I I feel blessed that I was the instrument, you know, I was the pawn. Yeah. Know? So God chose me to help uh, her out and I, I'm I'm blessed and humbled that uh it was a f- fascinating feeling after six months, no pain, and she was on just on one pill. And, uh, you know, fibromyalgia is kind of a very, very tricky diagnosis mm-hmm. because there are a lot of things which can happen. The differential diagnosis is huge. So it is a tricky uh, disease to diagnose at the first, uh, at the onset. And then it is difficult to treat. The medications which are given for fibromyalgia can also be and medications which pay, people can get addicted to. So, you know, this is my interesting clinical scenario, uh, you know, to uh, open this uh, episode, you know. Yeah, because well, we are going to be talking about fibromyalgia, and I was just wondering what what exactly is that? How do you describe that? So, you know, fibromyalgia is basically a musculoskeletal it's a pain in the muscles and in your bones, musculoskeletal. It's a chronic, widespread musculoskeletal pain. And the symptoms which are present with it are the most important thing. So patients will have pain at some tender points. So it's a muscle skeletal, musculoskeletal. Mm-hmm. So there will be some tender points like, you know, on your chest, there will be some tender points. On the elbows, on the knees, or on the hips, and you know, so and on the back, and on the nape of the neck. 
So when you press, there are 18 tender points, you know. Previously, we used to go with this, you know, tender point scales. But now they have say uh, now they say that not only the tender points but you have to see for the other um uh, associated symptoms with it like fatigue and feeling not rested in the morning and tired and then you know having those uh, you know cognitive episodes like you are in a fog you are in a daze mm-hmm. all the time you're not able to focus you know the problem with the diagnosis or with the definition or uh, with this is when you are in that fog in the cognitive when you ask people that you know you don't look to be attentive and they say oh you know i did not have my adderall mm-hmm. i did not have my adhd medication you yeah. know and everybody wants uh, to go on adhd medication without <laughs> When you just said you don't look attentive, I thought, God, I had fibromyalgia in the fourth grade. My teacher told me I wasn't attentive all the time. No. Rob, wake up. <laughs> uh, no, probably, you know, uh, you know, there could be some other reason, but that's what the people, you know, I was just coming out and people, I need ADHD medication. I say, why do you need ADHD medications? You know, you know, like... I work a lot. You know, I'm a workaholic. Mm-hmm. So my book is coming out, you know. And, uh, you know, I've been on like four hours of sleep. So that doesn't mean I need an ADHD medication. Right. That, you know, I need sleep. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I need sleep. Yeah, your body's telling you you need sleep. But it sounds like is fibromyalgia, is that something that is n- relatively new as far as the name of it? Because it sounds like like... Maybe thirty years ago, they would have said, "Oh, that's just old age." Old age, you know, you know, uh, or aging. You know, aging is uh, is is in your mind. You know, now I am, I am forty two years of age, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, forty three will be next. So for me, the aging starts forty three. When I become forty three, it'll be forty four. I just a joke. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> You're so gullible. Uh, well, I, you're, the, you're the doctor. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, you know, the aging is, you know, it's your mindset, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know. I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying, like, 30 or 40 years ago, if somebody had gone to the doctor with the symptoms that you just said, you know, you got little pains here, you you know, you're sore and you're, you know, you're having trouble with this. It sounds like somebody would, at that time, would have said, oh, it's just old age, you know? You know, well, you, you mentioned a very in, interesting uh, point over here. Uh, this fibromyalgia was uh, the uh, it's the term which initially was assigned was fibrocytis. Itis means inflammation and fibro muscle skeletal, and it started in France and England in middle of nineteenth century. By twentieth century, many rheumatologists recognize fibromyalgia as a discrete syndrome. So it was like a separate kind of thing. And a lot of women were uh, getting affected by it. So that is the, uh, you know, uh, history of fibromyalgia. Very interesting uh, history. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, you know, I'm from India, you know, and my dad, uh, you know, he uh, he used to work, uh, he used to start working at four o'clock in the morning. And, um, the, you know, I never heard any pain from him, you know. 
I think it's a society which is taking us to the direction where our work is all becoming remote control. You right, know? right. And when you are not doing any exercise or not doing anything and you're having the pop and popcorn and yeah. on the couch. So I think that is where, um, you know, we are heading to where these all diseases will go. And um, and with fibromyalgia, you know, you have, there's a, around it, there is a, so many diseases, obstructive sleep apnea, depression, anxiety, uh, you know, everything, all the diseases are surrounded by this uh, fibromyalgia. And people will say, you know, I am, the question they will come up with is, Doc, I am, it appears to me that I am run by a truck. I feel weak. That is a, you know, mm-hmm. that is a giving, that's a statement they will make. I feel, it feels like I am run by a truck. I am down in the drain. Mm-hmm. I cannot wake up. I cannot concentrate. So the key statement the people will make is uh, this, the the truck statement. And that's given in our our literature that you have to ask uh, these kind of questions from the patients, they will say that, you know, I heard all over. It feels like I always have the flu. You know, f- they will have fatigue, sleep, mood disturbances. Some people will say, you know, irritable bowel syndrome. It's always something funny going on in the belly. And so that is a characteristic time, but type of, uh, you know, uh, symptoms. But you have to have a musculoskeletal pain more than three months and you should not have a specific pain causing like you cannot say a patient coming with the problems with the gallbladder and label it as so you have to rule right. out rule out gallbladder issues <laughs> appendicitis all other organic causes before you start labeling that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so exercise is something that would help it like a lot of things exercise or movement and everything so it's, it's it's use it or lose it <laughs> right with your body you know oh, absolutely exactly. yeah you know and exercise is important. Why it is important is because of the, again, as I was explaining last time in obstructive sleep apnea, the same concept works in uh, in fibromyalgia also. The pathophysiology is not known why it happens, but, you know, I was trying to read this into the journal. I'm trying to, uh, you know, go into the PubMed and trying to read more about it and Nobody is able to explain why it happens, but everybody gives the answer to it that exercise is the key. Mm-hmm. And it has grade 1A recommendation. Exercise is a grade 1A recommendation. So exercise, but I add massage to it because it just helps people to get you know those uh, points mobilized. How often does somebody, if they have that, how often do they get a massage? Yeah, I just, you know, because it's not covered by the insurance companies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just every two weeks if they can afford. Mm-hmm. And if they have a, you know, stronger spouse and who can help their partners, they can do the massage and uh, that can help. And, uh, you know, and I would really, you know, encourage people to do that because rather than pushing pills, it is a, you know, great idea to do a massage. Sure, yeah. Now, uh, differential diagnosis of fibromyalgia. How much time do we have in this segment? Because this can... Oh, yeah. Well, we've got uh, about a minute and a half. Okay. You know, again, I can just touch the differential diagnosis, but it is uh, 
um, little uh, bigger. So the differential diagnosis is chronic fatigue syndrome. And, you know, you can have a polymyositis rheumatica. You can have a fatigue, normal fatigue. And, uh, you know, people who have fibromyalgia, they have to be ruled out for the other organic causes. It's, hypothyroidism can happen. The patients can have rhabdomyolysis, you know, because of the medications. And so, you know, that is basically the differential diagnosis. And, uh, you know, so in in uh, when you when you differentiate between other you have to notice for the time period so hyperparathyroidism then other neuropathy or neurological conditions rheumatoid arthritis lupus these are the differential diagnoses mm-hmm. or this is health matters with robin louise sponsored by michigan primary care partners on wbrn Health Matters is a paid program which does not reflect the opinions of the management of WBRN and the Big Rapids Radio Network. 